Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Les Bowen. Howdy, hi. And Paul Domowicz. Yo. Should I change the intro? <laughs> Are they still putting music at the beginning of our intros? I don't know. I haven't listened in a while. We're in a new room here, so it may be a little bit of an echo, but it uh, keeps us from having to smell each other um, here at the Novacare Complex. Uh, we haven't spoken to you guys, obviously, since the Eagles had lost to the Patriots 70-10, to but I think the main takeaway... Well, the main, I wouldn't say the main takeaway, but one of the main subjects coming off the game is the performance of its quarterback, uh, the Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz. Probably one of the worst games I guess he's had since 2016. Is that fair to say? Yeah, fair to say. Um, but, again, you have to qualify it with – he was without his top receiver, now Sean jo- Jeffrey, without his top running back, and, and Jordan Howard. Lane Johnson left in the second quarter. Patriots had one of the best pass defenses in – in the NFL, and quite frankly, he does not have NFL caliber wide receivers at this point. Um, Less, do you feel like it's more on Carson at this point, uh, at least that game specifically, or is it just at this point, eleven games in, he's just pressing as Doug Peterson alluded to on Monday? Yeah, I think he is pressing. Uh, if this season is going to go anywhere, he's got to try to figure it out. Uh, he's he needs to be uh, realistic about what's available. Yeah. Uh, That's there a great were, term. There was a really good uh, – Tony Romo had a very nice uh, vignette uh, in the game where uh, he threw a pass to Jordan Matthews, who obviously is back with the Eagles for the third time, was targeted six times, caught one pass. Uh, probably can't outrun me at this point, I don't think. But threw a pass to Jordan Matthews at the sideline. Matthews was covered. The pass was high, but in a place where Matthews maybe could have caught it. He didn't catch it. And Romo showed on the replay how Ertz was open underneath. And it wouldn't have been a chunk play, but it would have been something that he could have taken and kept the chains moving, you know. And uh, the very next play, after this miss of Jordan Matthews, uh, Donta Hightower went right around uh, Halapula Vadi Vaitai and sacked Wentz, and there we were again, you know, drive over. Um, I think that's the kind of thing, in a nutshell, that he needs to fix. He's not going to throw for 300 yards. There's no quarterback who's going to really produce with this passing offense they have right now. Uh, But he has to come to grips with what he has and make it work somehow. And I do think that's a legitimate criticism. Now, is it a sustainable offense? I mean, they've won some games here. It it probably is sustainable enough to beat four of their six remaining opponents. But this is, you know, this is how they're going to do it. They did it for 16 play, 95 play, right. 95 yard drive against the Patriots. We've seen them do it plenty of times uh, this season. But it's it's difficult to go 16 plays without the quarterback making a mistake or anybody else making a mistake. Damo, is, do you think they can they can play it this way, especially if they get Jordan Howard back this Sunday? I think it's sustainable if they have Howard back and they have Jeffrey back. I think what we saw Sunday was was Bill Belichick at his finest. He said, I'm going to take two things away. I'm taking away Zach Ertz on third down. I mean, the guy had nine catches Sunday, zero on third down. And and the Eagles were just awful on third down. And he took away Miles Sanders as a pass receiver, uh, which, you know, was was the option everybody kind of thought they could go to in this game. And I I think they could have to a certain degree, but he's just not – 
advanced enough as a receiver to do anything more than that wheel route. Yeah, uh, which I mean, they covered pretty well. Right. I mean, I think eventually he's going to be a real – he's going to be Brian Westbrook in that regard, but he's not there right now. And, you know, he he didn't have a very – I mean, he, he was responsible for a lot of the – the pass protection screw-ups yes. uh, yeah. and things like that. So. He didn't have a great game. But I think, I you know, it's it's not an explosive. It's not going to be an explosive offense, but I think they can they can win once they get those guys back. Did anyone ever see this? Do we see this coming? No. <laughs> this offense is supposed to be explosive. I um, was thinking about that this morning, Jeff. It You know, it Deshaun Jackson, sure. I mean, yeah. we all thought that might not be what – people hope for coming into this season but you look at all everything else what's happened to Alshon Jeffrey what's happened to Nelson Aguilar you know these were decent reliable players uh until this year you know everybody thought when Mac Hollins came back that he would be useful he's useless I hope uh, uh JJ Arcega Whiteside you know second round pick okay I wasn't expecting him to catch 50 passes this year but I expected him to be able to contribute somehow. Yeah. It's just remarkable. And, it's and just it's one of the darndest to, things I've ever seen. To point out one guy who had the opportunity to really come up big Sunday because they were focused on Zach Ertz, and, and he had some nice plays, but he also had some Had some a drop, bad drop. It was Dallas yeah. Goddard. Yeah. And this yeah. is a guy that I thought that, we, that would take maybe a, more of an elevated step this season, yeah. and he's been good. He's good, and he's not maybe in the ideal role for his skill set, um, but – he had an opportunity this Sunday to really kind of show. Are all of these guys overrated, or is there a coaching, coaching issue? Is it a coaching issue? Is it a, is it a Doug issue? Uh, is it is it yeah? I mean, is if, it the play if, calling? If I'm Carson Walsh, I sure hope uh, I, did, I rented and didn't buy because <laughs> he, he's one and done. I mean, I hate to you know I hate to see that he's, he seems like a nice man. Yeah, but when you're when you're entire when you're entire seems that nice. <laughs> I don't think he even seems that nice. Okay, but it's uh, you know I mean I it's won't like disagree. in any sport we don't really know what the guy does and maybe it's unfair because we don't right. watch what he's doing. But hey, if you're a pitching coach in baseball and every pitcher on the staff yeah. has a terrible year, you get fired. That's just well, how it works. You know Did what, you guys find it peculiar that Mike Rowe? Now we've seen it a few times, but. Both practices at the start of individual drills, yeah. Mike Rowe was working with the receivers. And the last practice we watched, Tom Donahoe was out there on the receiver <laughs> drill. He wasn't working with them, but he was like watching every movement, every, you know, every right. uh, thing yeah. the coaches said. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of scrutiny going you know, on. There I right mean, now. Jeffrey clearly. I mean, in my mind, Jeffrey's been hurt since week. Yeah, two. I think that's part and of I it. think that's yeah. Yeah, the guy that I'm just baffled at is is Aguilar I mean people that say he's a bust well if he's a bust he caught 64 ke- balls and eight touchdowns one year 62 catches another year he can play but he just he, right. he, he doesn't seem to be able to right now and I don't I don't understand I th- how that happens I think well I think I know why uh, again in the slot as the number three option he can play that that spot get him the ball within 10 yards but when he's playing outside and he has to run these longer routes he just can't do it so the he can't track is balls not, is not i mean he just can't play in the 12. no he can't play the uh with the z or the y yeah and then the other thing is that he you know again in terms of being asked to do more than he's really kind of capable of doing in terms of confidence i think he just kind of just does you know some guys in certain moments they step into the spotlight yeah he just he just yeah. kind of shirks away and you have to take into account too that this is a guy playing on a contract year yeah. again that that tests your mental capabilities and i think 
Nelson's the type of guy where it just it, it's bothering him. We've seen it before. Yeah. Remember Deshaun, the right. one season we certainly allowed to fa- uh, affect him. The Eagles made sure that they made, gave Michael Kendricks a contract extension in August, mm-hmm. which they typically don't do yeah. because they knew it would affect his performance right. that season. Um, you can certainly question though Howie Roseman in bringing Nelson back at ten million dollars. Yeah. I mean that's a and lot of then money. Not really doing anything else with him to put no. him in this position where right. he's yeah. making a ton of money, right. but he's not. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have anything going forward, and he's not in a secure position. I, I bet you saw this. It, when I was watching live, that pass that he caught a couple yards out of bounds in the end zone, when I was watching live, I didn't think anything of it. Well, the Wentz overthrew him. But if you watch the replay, he just kept running. He didn't realize where he was. He could have stopped and jumped. Right. And maybe scored a touchdown. Yeah. It was it was, was more two egregious. steps out of bounds because he didn't know that he was at the end of the game. To me, it was more of an indictment of his inability to to be a, uh, a top flight receiver than the one he dropped in the in the right. end, late in the game. Because yes. again, like, what are you doing? That, that doesn't even matter. I don't care. Right. If you Who the cares ball if you bounds. catch Do the ball? Do whatever you can yeah. to try and catch yeah. an inbound. Right. Now, but this has long been an issue for this franchise, uh, and it goes beyond Howie Roseman. They have trouble evaluating the position. Now, oh certainly God, a lot yes. of teams do, and they, they've hit on Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy Macklin was was pretty yeah, good first-rounder. Yeah. Uh, I've used this joke a few times already, but I'll say it again. I think the only reason why they keep Harold Carmichael and Mike Quick around is to remind themselves that they once were yeah. able to evaluate the <laughs> wide receiver position. <laughs> because otherwise, like, it's all these guys that just get Freddie right. Mitchell, uh, Reggie Brown, and then later ra- round guys, you see in the NFL some guys, some teams hitting on – third, fourth, fifth round guys because they take a gamble on guys with speed. Yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles thought they were doing with Shelton Gibson, who really wasn't a fat a speed guy to begin with. He couldn't translate his speed. He could run a fast 40, but you didn't see him on the field running fast. It yeah. was very strange. You know, it's, another thing you're seeing this year, and, and I put this on Carson a little uh, a lot, I mean, his completion percentage is down. He's not as accurate. Yeah. I mean, even Sunday you saw the few times when people were open, like on Ag- Aguilar coming on a cross – I mean, he ends up on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was a play that should have had about 15 yards after the catch if he catches it. And, you know, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. part of it's on him who's – he's so – his confidence is so blown blown up right now that he's just focused on, I got to hang on to this ball, even if it means falling down and, and cradling it. Uh, but, you know – It was the one just, good catch Nelson's made over the last yeah. few months. Um, I wonder if he ran the, the proper route, though, too. <laughs> but I think one thing with Wentz is – if you screw enough things up, eventually you screw everything up. And I think they have a dysfunctional offense, and I just don't think the quarterback is going to, you know, somehow rise above that and be uh, be this transcendent yeah. figure. That's just not how sports works. Bottom line, though, is they have one of the best lines in the league. Not uh, so much Sunday, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should carry them through if they stay, you know, if they right. if their defense plays like it did Sunday, and they yes. can stay committed to the run. Now, you know, why they didn't Sunday? I, I'm, you know, I mean, Doug claims you know, away, not yeah. enough positive plays or or the penalties that put them in first and longs. Yeah, that was true to a degree, but there weren't a lot of negative runs. Uh, I mean, I think they could have stayed yeah. a little bit with the run. Yeah. And, but you know, it's just well, they got just, into a thing of bad first down runs where yeah. they were getting no yards on first down. Yeah. And I think Doug those, is a little though. bit like Andy Reid in that if he sees runs three or four times in a row not go anywhere, that's yeah, uh, but there weren't three and a, I mean, there was like the one at the beginning yeah. of the second half where I think it was Sanders ran for zero yards, which was one of the few first down runs he had that wasn't yeah. positive, you know, positive. 
and it was it was right after that. I think that well, I think I think uh, Scott Scott had a twelve yard run shortly yeah. after that, but then yeah. the run went away; it just disappeared. I just think Vitae really was a huge step down. Yeah. In that regard. Oh yeah. I think he was that a little was. better in pass pro than he was in run, but he had a yeah. You know, there was one yeah. when they were stuck on their own goal line. They try to run and. Uh, 93 for the Patriots just went right through Dillard and Vitae on yeah. a combo block. It was just – Brian Baldinger pointed this out on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it was just painful to watch, the replay. I mean, it was like you were watching Danny Watkins or something. Yeah. Well, before we jump over the, the defensive side and, and obviously um, their performance, which was, which was very good, uh, you know, if we're going to point out that, that Carson doesn't have good receivers, we have to point out, though, as Damo stated, that he still – they've given him a, a very good offensive line. I know Sunday yeah. without – Lane Johnson, and we'll have to talk. We'll talk about that on Thursday about his availability for for Sunday's games against the Seahawks. You do have to point that out that he does have. They have given him a very good offensive line. Uh, defensively, uh, Jim Schwartz had a really good game plan for mm-hmm. for limiting Tom Brady and, and and that offense. I don't think it's a high powered offense, but it's right. still Tom Brady, um, and you're still talking about Bill Belichick and, and Josh McDaniels. There was a lot made of that outside our market. Our market, everybody obviously was concerned about the Eagles losing, but. You know, Brady looked terrible. Uh, you know, they've beat up on a lot of really bad teams this year, and it's kind of camouflaged yeah. the fact that he doesn't have good weapons. And he's not very – you know, he's 42 years old, yeah. and anytime somebody, like, plays way past or coaches way past the normal expectation, this narrative develops that they're invincible and they're going to yeah. do this forever. And, you know, no. I mean, he I think Brady, yeah. Brady's post-game press conference was remarkable. I, I think he sees that he's, he keeps talking about doing this five more years. He's not doing this five more he years. He had some throws Sunday, and the one that re- still is in my mind, they were down near the goal line, and he threw a quick uh, out to uh, his running back, I think. I think, I think Jalen was on him, and Jalen was trailing him. That, was, that should have been an easy touchdown. Uh-huh. And – Tom Brady, for one of the few times I've ever seen in my life, yeah. missed the throw. I mean, it was like wide by two, yeah. three feet on the guy. He was throwing into the wind on that one. If, if yeah. it's the ones, if it's in the sequence I'm thinking of, was that when they had first and goal from the four and Might ended up been, kicking yes, a field I, goal? I believe so. You know, they had three straight passes yeah. and they ended up kicking a yeah. field goal from the Eagles yeah. four. That's was, not Tom Brady. No, you know. but it was a tough day for for passing. It was. Uh, yeah, it, it was windy and chilly, and and both defense played very well. But I well. think the Eagles defense really stepped up to the yeah. plate. I know the, the the Patriots weapons aren't great, but Edelman caught five passes on 10 targets, which, you know, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. 53 yards, I think he got. Absolutely. The only James touchdown West. was on a gimmick play. Uh, right. I thought it was the best performance by Jim Schwartz defense all season. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's really hard to compare this to playing the Jets or something, you know. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's something they can really hang their hat on going yeah. forward, and they're going to have to. Right. <laughs> and every time that the offense failed to get a first down and had a punt – Jim's unit went back out there and, and gave yeah. him the ball right back in many circumstances. So, um, you know, this is three games in a row now that they've, that they've mm-hmm. uh, held uh, offenses to, yeah. to, to not 20. very much. I think they're only averaging – opposing offenses are only averaging like 14.6 points over that span. Again, as we mentioned, the Seahawks are, are, are a different test, and we'll certainly talk about them Thursday. But I want to talk a little about uh, the cornerback situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dama, you wrote about Jalen Mills this morning. Um he might have had the best game of his career. Yeah. Do you – I think I re-signed him. Again, because you uh, – yeah. especially with Sidney Jones and <laughs> – I think you re-signed both of them. 
Darby, I, I don't love. Um, I still felt like he made some bad plays. On, on he totally missed that one switch, and they had yeah. a big play up because he he's not a very uh, a cerebral type player. I kind of uh, like Jalen him better is. than you do as a player. But what I wouldn't sign him for is he's been here three years. He's had a serious injury Every each year. of the three years. I yeah. I think the biggest theme of this off season, or one of them anyway, has to be getting rid of those guys, not bringing these situations back year after year, yeah. certainly not with the 36- and 37-year-old guys, but even with the guys that are always hurt that are younger. I just don't see yeah. – I like Darby a little bit as a player, but what are you, how do we even know he's going to finish this season yeah. you know, yeah. healthy? The, I mean, the, the, the thing about him, though, is you know when he's healthy, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, that's true. And, and my concern is their judgment. I mean, yeah, with, okay. we're looking at Sidney Jones and right. thinking that's uh, a granted, they weren't the only ones that thought this yeah. guy was a great player, and and maybe he still will be, but but right now he can't even get on the field, right. and and you wonder you, you're gonna you're gonna take away you're gonna let either Jalen or or Darby walk and and, right. and have these guys go draft somebody or sign somebody. And right. you think, are they going to get it right this time? Right, because Jalen is not a number one cornerback. No. Now, there aren't many of them in the NFL, to be perfectly frank, yeah. especially with the way the offense, the, the, the NFL is pass-happy and catered towards offenses. Mm -hmm. It's just tough to play that position. But Jalen has the mentality where yeah. I'm the best guy out there. He's not, but he thinks he is. Yeah. And Jim Schwartz certainly loves that confidence, as he should. I mean, that's a position where you have to – be forgetful. You cannot. You have to have a short memory. You can't remember. I just gave up this play. You got to come right. back. And the one thing that Jalen always does great, and this is what, this is one of the reasons why they've been so good in the red zone since he's come back. He just knows how to bottle it up when when the field gets shorter. Now, yeah. long speed, and and you got a lot of green for for him to cover. He's going to give up a few of those. But uh, but I certainly I think we seriously consider. And he's a hell of a Jalen run defender else. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and you do have to bring some people back. You can't just start over with a new team next year. Yeah. No, I mean they ha they have a lot of good players on the, yeah. on this team. Um, but but they're now fifteen and thirteen since they won the yeah. Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah. Well, they right. have you know you look at their free agents to be. They got a lot of decisions that like there there are guys you probably want to bring back, but not like like Camus. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's starting to play really well. Right. Yeah, he, did, he had a really good game. And, uh, you know, but so you want – I think they want him back. But See, I don't, you don't think that's going to be a tough sign. Yeah. And I'm not sure Jalen will be. I just don't think other teams are going to – Oh, boy, Kevin right? yeah. yeah. Coming off injuries How about well. Jordan Howard? Uh, yeah. What do you do – That's know. a tough one. And that report yesterday, I think it was NJ.com, had a report that when they re-signed Ajay – they put some kind of option in for 2020, that and that's uh, exactly why. I Ian think Rappaport. Jordan Howard ends up getting mm. – but, again, I don't see Jordan Howard getting some huge contract there. No. I, I really respect what he's done for the Eagles, and I would yeah. keep him here, but so are other teams, like, salivating you, you over kind of let him play – let him go out and test the market and then tell, yeah. but tell him you want him back if, if right. it's not a uh, – Right. Yeah. And so, if Ajaya is healthy next year, I, you know. Yeah, we'd well, mind having him around. But another bringing back another injured guy, as you said. Uh, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, though, um, th they have six games left. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Where do they finish, and do they make the playoffs? I I don't I don't have confidence that I mean a I think they're going to lose this week uh, just because yep. of Russell Wilson. Although they're favored by two, I know. 
But I, I don't think they can run the table after that. They're going to lose to somebody, and that's going to kill them. I mean, it could be the Cowboys. It could be could be the Giants. But they're not going to run the table no matter – you know. and I think that's going to be the one yeah. that knocks them but out. But the Cowboys so. – Well, I don't you – know, They Cowboys got a tough schedule. defense has, has been weird this year. It played real well against the Eagles, but not real well against anybody else. Uh, I – but the cow, you look at the Cowboys roster and you look at the Eagles roster and you look at the skill positions, there's no comparison. There's literally no comparison. The, Dallas is so much better. The only hope the Eagles have is that Jason Garrett is the Cowboys coach. <laughs> you know, I just don't see how the Eagles win that game. Uh, it could but happen. he's going to be the coach. They're not yeah, going to fire him before I then. So, I, I mean, they have a shot because Jason Garrett uh, and his staff – aren't particularly good i don't really like the the eagles can beat seattle but i've never they've never beaten russell wilson and i think that's really where you start that conversation and you know the four games that they have against the giants and the and the dolphins and the the redskins i they shouldn't lose any of those games but damos we've seen this team too many times to they to really be confident that they're going to win all of them i don't know this is a huge game for them because it is you know, I think they walked away. The sense I got leaving that locker room on Sunday was that they weren't – they were upset that they lost, but, they, you know, a lot of aspects they were they were happy about yeah. the way they played. Yeah. yeah. This week, I mean, they need to do more than play well. They're right. at home against this yeah. team. They need to go out there and say, we can, you know, right. we can stop Russell Wilson. We can stop their running game. Yes. We can score yes. on them. There is no moral victory this Sunday. Yeah. Right. I mean, and this defense isn't the Seattle defense isn't as good as the Patriots defense, but right. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be interesting to see uh, what they do. We'll we'll talk a lot more about the Eagles versus the Seahawks in a few few days in the uh, Bird's Eye View podcast. Before I part, have to mention that uh, you know, read all our stories at Inquire.com. We've had geez, so many great um, stories from all our writers yes. over the last several, uh, really all season, but over the last several weeks, especially. Um, subscribe, right? We don't have, we can't do this, or we can't write if we, unless they subscribe, right? Yeah. And join the uh, Early Birds uh, newsletter. Uh, I think we have twenty thousand strong. Um, All right, that have joined. We'll have to the, do a uh, better job on that if people yeah. are actually reading. That. <laughs> uh, you can get all the links to all our stories. Really nice compilation of what we do every morning, right in your mailbox. So for less, uh, less Bowen, Paul Domowich, uh, and Marcus Hayes, who's kind of just hanging here listening to yeah. us. Uh, there's a. Uh, oh, I hope you've <laughs> learned something, Marcus. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening to the Birds Birds Eye View podcast.